Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome back to Miracles in Recovery. We've been on hiatus for a little while and... um, the world has changed. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, you, 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 we, we took some, we took some time off. I had some, I said some heart issues and stuff like that. And, um, you know, coming back on the air after a couple of months, um, we are broadcasting from a different world. Yes, we are. And it is, uh, not a world I think any of us ever imagined finding ourselves in, you know, I, I and, and, you know, the skeptic in me, of course, uh, says a lot of it's crap and, you know, um, it's all overblown. And if we if we just, you know, they tell you to stay six feet apart. Nobody's doing that. And wear a mask. So if the six feet works, then why do you need to wear a mask? And if the mask works, why do you need to stay six feet apart? And you can pick it. You can pick it all apart. So I just try to do the right thing. But. You know, I noticed with with um, being a little um, health compromised, wearing a mask for any length of time, I get short of breath. Oh, yeah. I'm not health compromised that I know of anyway. And I cannot stand to wear. I have to go when I go get my nails done. It takes about two hours. And I am miserable by the time I leave. And, the, you know, the guy that does my nails, oh, they hate it. Oh, the, the, oh, yeah, because the they're in there all day long. they have to wear them all yeah. day. Well, I mean, but nail techs used to wear them. Yeah, but then they could take them off. Yeah. They, they wore them for the dust, and then they yeah. could take them off. Now they are mm-hmm. selling them, so that's turned into a little business for them. But Everybody's selling yeah, masks. I know, you, know, you go to a restaurant, and they're, they're six bucks each or something like that. Right. But, you know, um, I don't know. You know, the, the, the world has gotten a lot more deviant, too. Well, you know? I, there's just such a, a splitting of people. There's such a fissure between, yeah. you know, the people who do believe in this, the people that don't, you know, all of yeah, that and stuff. A, and, and there's so much the, anger. Yeah, well, that that's it. And and I think, I think that aspect has helped fueled the personal anger. I mean, we were talking about it before we 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 came on the air about about you know depression and and everybody walking around angry and everything like that and. Um, can you imagine if, and, and this is, this is a reality when I was out there physically running around like a kook, um, a lot of that aggression that I can look at today, what was pointed at me singly, you know what I mean? Not mobs of people, but angry people angry at me. Right. Um, so that anger has been around for a long time and all people need is just something to focus it on. And that's so once doing. this all goes away, they'll find something else to focus that anger on. There's just people walking around angry. And could you imagine having to live like that? No, I, I have found through this whole entire process that, you know, my life has changed probably forever, 
in a lot of ways that I didn't expect and don't really like. I worked from home anyway, so, you know, that part of it wasn't different for me. But my escape was to go somewhere at night. And when I couldn't go places at night or when the places I wanted to go were closed, it was very, very depressing to just sit home alone because that's what a lot of people are having to do. We're just trapped in our houses. And, you know, for me, I wasn't particularly angry. I was just sad and depressed. And, you know, you can start feeling kind of hopeless after a while that is this the way it's going to be? Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I went to a, uh, I went to a memorial service for 9-11 this weekend. And when I pulled up, I I pulled in, uh, for lack of a better word, normal. And while I was standing there looking around, looking at people with masks on and listening to what was going on, I, I started feeling bad. And while I was leaving, the strangest thing popped in my mind. It said, now I understand why people will just veer into a pole without any, I mean, there's a motivation there, but I mean, without any realization of anybody else realizing why they did it because of the mindset that we can get in. And this is a terrible time. It really is. There there are so many terrible things going on and so much division between people and you have, you know, the social media that, that just fuels it and makes it so much worse. And, you know, I, I started, you know, scrolling through cause I'm in all kinds of groups on Facebook yeah. and you just see post after post, you know, this, you've got, you know, one, one person's idea and then the next person's exactly the opposite. And they're, you know, they're just angry and fighting. And I, I you know, I started thinking to myself, do you really think you're going to change the other person's mind? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why bother? Let's do something more interesting. But even on TV, you know, all the, all the shows that are live shows, they're working out of their homes. Yeah. And it's weird. I mean, they're, they're getting better at it. But, you know, I hope that this isolation is not what we're going to end up with permanently because I don't think that's good for people. You know, if, if you're in, in the addiction world and you're in 12-step world, what are you doing? How well, you know, it's funny. It's funny because I remember we had a conversation a couple of years ago about um tele telemeetings mm-hmm. you know what i mean where where therapists were we we had somebody on i think from maine or vermont yes and she had started doing that right um and you know i think we said to ourselves or or, or off the air i don't necessarily know how successful that would be well it's become quite successful it's, now yeah i mean um, amazingly enough, I've been on a few like people I know who have had uh, uh, anniversary celebrations and and things like that. Like I, I randomly jump on, you know, ones here and there, and it doesn't it doesn't do for me what a what an in person uh, right. uh, meeting would do. But I can I can get where it makes sense for someone uh, what, what somebody can get out of it, you know, cause I mean, it's the same thing. It's just, you just don't have the, the touch, the personal touch right. of a meeting. Well, yeah. you don't, you, you can't look at somebody <clears throat> and look in their eyes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I went to a couple of them and I really didn't like it. I just didn't like it. You know, I do this all day at work anyway, except yeah. I don't have my camera on. Nobody's going to see me and 
my pajamas because I got to work in my pajamas now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I've been to a couple of, uh, you know, like we have Zoom meetings for different things for organizations that I belong to. And um, I'm the president of the state for one of them. And the other night we had a, uh, a, a division president's meeting where there was probably, I don't know, 25 guys on the line. And um, I jokingly said, all right, everybody stand up. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> what no, are they wearing? Everybody's like, no, 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 no. Right. no, I'm all set. And I wasn't going to stand up because I was in my underwear. So. <laughs> yeah, that's been the running joke. Yeah. But th there are, um, you know, don't don't be discouraged if you think that uh, Zoom is is that will go away because I think that the average addict and alcoholic is still going to need the personal. Oh, I think so. Too. Yeah, the personal aspect of. of I mean, meeting. it may start becoming hybrid. The people that are immune compromised in some way will still. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom, yeah. and then there would be people who would be in the room. But I, I really think that personal contact. Yeah. Is super important. And there are some meetings around here that uh, um, <clears throat> are still happening. Oh really? Yeah. I was trying to find one. Uh, the, the, um, the one at uh, St. Joseph's Church there on Tuesday evenings, uh, it's an NA meeting. Um, somebody told me, and I was going to go uh, last week, but I had another, um, they went in and, and looked around in my heart again. I had another cardiac catheter on uh, last Tuesday and um, everything's good. I didn't, they didn't need to add any more stents. The guy, the guy, uh, uh, the PA that I talked to the next day jokingly said, you know, um, isn't seven enough? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. One would only, one could only hope. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad everything went well. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I had, um, I had like heart, I had like chest awareness and, uh, you know, I wanted to, uh, make sure that everything is okay because I'm at the point where, um, the, the fail point, you know what I mean? They say five to nine months where they either shift or, you know, your body and um, everything was fine. What he, what he did was, was fantastic. You know, the, the only bad thing was, is that, um, and, and it was so, I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy it, but it was so uncomfortable when they, cause they don't knock you out. Mm -hmm. They just make you a little goofy, right? They make you a lot goofy, but <laughs> because because he still needs you to respond to right. They got to see how things yeah. are working. Like um, uh, you know, take a breath, uh, turn a little bit to your left, you know. But um, and, and that's manipulating the little. And I felt it. That was that was the strange thing. The the, the first two times, I didn't feel anything because I was, I was just like doing it out. But this time, I don't know if they didn't give me as much or if, um, you know, j just the, uh, uh, how it affected me. I felt it. I felt it traveling in. And I, was, I, I told them, I said, doc, this is the weirdest I thing. Like that. I said, this is the, but it didn't matter. Yeah. Because I was so goofy. It didn't matter. And, um, I didn't really enjoy it. It didn't remind me of, uh, oh, remember when? It reminded me of, um, you can't think straight. 
you know, and for the longest time, for 32 years, I've been able to think somewhat straight. You know, I don't always make the right decisions, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a 100% capacity of my mind. And when I was there, even after he, I was talking to him and um, I was hearing all the words and I was having a normal conversation with him. And as soon as he turned to walk away, I went, what do you say? You're right. Right. So I didn't like that where years ago I embraced that. I mean, no, how, because how, you didn't care. You were in, how in that world. That? Yeah. 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 Well, do you tell them when you go in that you're an addict and that you can't have certain things? No, because they were giving me, they were giving me that no matter what. Yeah. That's, that's what they use. And then I would, they're not going to say here, have an aspirin. And no, I try to fight them. Yeah. Have an aspirin and hold on. I try to fight them because some of them make me sick. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't, it was, um, it was. Probably versed. That, it was, I, I know, I know it was, uh, what do you call it? Fentanyl, some of it, one of it, uh, one of it, but, um, you know, it was, it was probably, what was, I, I want to say the, the first time I remember making fun of, um, like Michael Jackson. So they must have said propofol or something. Oh, like really? That, you know, but they, they Dr. McIntyre doesn't doesn't use that. He uses something else, and maybe that's why I was a little bit more aware. Probably. You know, um, because I remember the whole thing. I remember laying there and the woman saying, "Okay, now you're going to feel a little funny," and I felt a little funny. And the doctor was there, and I started. He said, "You're going to feel a, a little a little cut on your wrist and a little cut in your groin." And um, he went in and, and I felt it moving around. And, and it's the funniest thing because you get, you get like cartoon-like. And when it, when it came out, I know he didn't, like I know he came out professionally. Mm -hmm. But after the fact, all I felt was whoop, you know? And I was Kinda like, like oh, then yeah. you see the, the bang. Yeah, and yeah. I, said, I said, well, you pulled it out a little bit too quick. He said, Ray's been out for like 10 minutes already, you know, so, um, but. So this is your first experience getting high in 30 something years? Well, it would be my second or third because I had. Right, two, you had a yeah, couple of others. Yeah, in, yeah. in November, but uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, and it wasn't anything that I was uh, overly attracted to, mm -hmm. but it also wasn't any of the substances that I embraced when I was actively using, if they gave me uh, um, oxycodone or oxycontin or something like that, who knows what would have happened, but that, that kind of defeats the purpose of me staying awake at that point, you know, cause that probably would have knocked me right out and I probably would have woke up and that little, that little dingling in my head probably would have went off. Who knows? You know, so fortunately enough, um, I, 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 I made it through it and it was an experience that I'm grateful that I went through because I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I'm glad that I'm glad that I went through it, you know, health wise and knowing that I'm okay and knowing that my heart is working that much better than it was in November when this originally, uh, happened. But I, 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 I wasn't, uh, overly attracted to having to uh, 
lose lose 100 capacity you, of thought. you didn't yeah. like that no. that's good so you maybe all the work that you've done on yourself has put you through to the other side where you're never going to want that again well i don't th i don't think i will i mean I, I i hope i hope i don't i have to tell myself that i don't think i will because because like i said last weekend uh here i am saying okay i know why people drive into trees right if I would embrace that, I'd be the one that would be driving right. into trees. So, well, because you know where it goes. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't enjoy doing what I did. I knew it was a necessary evil to get to the, uh, to get to where I needed to be uh, with the answers that my doctor and I needed. Um, I, 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 would I do it again? I, I would have to if there was something going on right. because my life is that much more important than worrying about, you know, oh, no, something will, ne you know, like uh, uh, those stone cold alcoholics that say alcohol will never touch my lips uh, again or something like that. And it's like it, it, medicine's there for a reason, mm -hmm. you know, um, I just get abused. quite a bit. I just, Yeah, I just had all the wrong reasons. Right. That's all, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't know, it, it's, it's good to be able to do a self-evaluation when things like that happen, Yes. you know, because there's a lot of, a lot of adjustments that you can make after that experience. Now, I could have come out of that and went, oh, that wasn't that bad. Right. Gratefully, I didn't. You know, gratefully, I wasn't the person that embraced hitting the tree. Gratefully, I wasn't the person that came out of that and went, oh, that wasn't that bad. Hey, can I do another one next week, Doc? Yeah. You know? Or embraced feeling goofy and thought, hey. Yeah, well, well, that's it. Yeah. And and there's just, I mean, I, I, I there's just, I, the positives outweigh the negatives in my life. Yeah, everybody has negatives in their lives. Yes. I mean, uh, all the crap that we're dealing with with this COVID stuff and and the uh, the mindset that it that it allows us to get into. Um, and the Yankees losing four in a row. You know what I mean? <laughs> like things like that. The silly excuses that we can use to put ourselves back where we don't belong. Uh, and I'm fortunate enough to have experienced something other than, but being out of my full capacity and not enjoying it. Right. You that's, know, that's um, the beauty of the work you did. So, so that, that means that there's hope, you know, that means that there's hope for somebody out there who is struggling and, and, uh, you know, just, just can't find can't find the the right answers i mean the right answers are there for everyone it's just how we interpret them on our own personal level to be able to step up out of the ashes and and become a a uh, more responsible respectable uh human being and with that we are about to go to break so seeing we are back for the first time in a couple of months um we'll just go to break and i'll bring it up on the on the other side we'll be back in a moment
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. How do you sort through the overwhelming information on diet and exercise to figure out what is real and what will work? You've heard the term no pain, no gain, but is that really true? How do you get into shape? How do you fit healthy eating into your life? Listen for Pain-Free Day with Joshua Cohen, where you'll learn how to eat right and how to exercise pain-free. Eat intelligently, exercise smarter, and see big results. Tune in to Pain-Free Day every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. You know, I, at, the, at, the end of the, uh, at the end of the first segment, I, because we're so rusty, I, I forgot the uh, call-in number. It's 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Give us a call. Be part of the solution. Uh, share a little bit about what's going on with you and, and how and how you are dealing with this newly found COVID recovery. I mean, that, that's a double whammy, isn't it? Certainly is. I'm wondering too. Just you know, I don't know because I, it's not in my home anymore. But I'm I'm wondering what are people doing? You know, who have to get drugs? 
is that is all of that still as readily available as it used to be, or has COVID shut that down? Oh, you too? mean the people running the streets? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I I, I would imagine that that and and it is still COVID hitting them hard? You know, the homeless people. Yeah. I don't know any statistics on that, and I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any articles about it. You know, I read a lot of stuff, and mm. I haven't seen anything about that. I know the the overdoses are still happening. You know, my mom groups. I see that a lot. Yeah. A are, lot. are they still as plentiful though they so many seem a day. to yeah. be yes yeah. I, i'm not saying yeah no it was 137 a day 137 a day but i haven't seen no, you know but, that but, particular but group in a while add all that up 137 a day plus 22 veterans suicides a day right right plus all this other junk that you know just regular car accidents and this that the other thing we lose a lot of people. Mm-hmm. We do. I wonder how many. I wonder how many kids or babies are born on a daily basis to offset what it is that we've lost. Are we, are we, in the, in the red or in the black? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. With with what we're losing versus what we're gaining. Well, there's so much press about you know just COVID itself that I, I think the other things that people used to pay attention to like and maybe those types of statistics will come out eventually but i mean even you know the type of work i do is analyzing hospital data Mm -hmm. and looking at you know what's your medical case mix what's your surgical case mix and all we're looking at is covid right now but isn't that everything's monetary monetarily driven yes yeah yes I mean, well, did, did yeah. you, you U.S. hospitals that. are yeah. monetarily driven. That's they're all yeah. for profit. I mean, that, well, yeah, they get a business license on the wall. Yeah, so. they're for profit. So yeah. yeah, and they are making money on this a lot. A lot, yeah, a lot. And that's why there's a lot of these deaths that probably aren't. Well, they're they're now p- pulling back on the rules for coding, so it's going to get looked at again. So this is all going to be gone over again. Yes, it's going to be looked at again. It will be audited. So these hospitals may have to give back money? Yes. Nice. Well, originally they were told, you know, if the doctor says it, fine, they mm-hmm. had COVID. Now you have to have a positive test okay. within two weeks. So that's going to change a lot of things because there were a lot that and did, the did not drop. have a positive test. The numbers are going to seriously Well, drop. if you had a COVID diagnosis, at least if you were paid by Medicare, you got 20% extra. Oh, I thought it was even more than that. No, it's twenty percent in for an inpatient. Hospital. Yeah, but if you if if you're in the if you're in a hospital for a month, that bill is cuckoo. Oh, talking about vents, those yeah. are the most expensive patients yeah. there are. Yeah, plus twenty percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was striking. Yeah. Striking at in the places where there were a lot of COVID patients. There are some hmm. that there are some that lost money because they had to shut down their their surgeries, but they didn't have that many of the medical yeah, COVID now, cases to making, offset it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, surgery is how yeah. they make their money generally until yeah. COVID happened. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy, the bills that I got for- uh, Oh, yeah, for your heart. Ooh, oh, yeah. Imagine. Fortunately enough, fortunately enough, the state of Massachusetts owns owns my heart and my lungs, and all I had to do was just fax it. Right. I received it and faxed it, or scanned it and emailed it, one of the two. Oh, yeah, but yeah, that's the type of- stuff they love because that's going to make big money yeah but that's 
That's the world we live in. And that's why, they're, that's why they were open. And that's why, you know, it's deceiving when they're on the air at night on the news saying, oh, we're busting at the seams. We can't take any more patients in. No, you're intentionally doing that because of the money that you're money. making. Yeah. It was striking yeah. how much money they were making, how much yeah. more money than usual. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Not everywhere, just in places where there are a lot of COVID patients. Yeah. And, and, and we won't see that, you know, the, the, they have to pay their due. We won't, we won't see that, that um, what's a hospital around here? I don't know if we even had it really, really, really bad around here. The uh, HCA hospital in Fort Pierce, Longwood, that's the COVID hospital for the area. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend that works Well, I know. ICU. I know Martin North. When I, when I was waiting for uh, Janelle to pick me up Tuesday, uh, a florist came up. Mm -hmm. And uh, she she went to drop it off, and and the guy goes, "Who? Let me check and see if he's on the COVID floor, because if he is, he can't." Right. So so they have a floor over there. Oh yeah, and, they and I, they all isolate. But I asked the guy. The I said, "Like, is it full?" And he said, "No, it's never been full." Right. But they were probably trying to pull people off the fifth floor onto the COVID floor. If they just for justification of well, cash. The, the other thing that would have been interesting to me is to see how many many of them were hospice patients anyway, and then they get COVID, they're already dying. Well, I mean, now now what, when you when you say that, and you have states like New York, New Jersey, Michigan, I think it was that were putting positive COVID patients into ambulatory mm -hmm. uh, nursing homes. I mean, because it, they, they were, were too expensive. It wasn't but, working out for them financially. They so were, that, willful, then you they were willfully sharing that person's uh, disease with this one so that they could take them next. Right. It's, it's horrific. It is horrific. I mean, and, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound like one of those conspiracy theorists and all of that, but um, the sad reality is, is not everyone has your good intentions in mind, because I know when I was when I was out there using and I needed more, I absolutely didn't have your good intentions right. in you mind. Right, didn't care what happened. You know, and greed is greed is part of uh, um, the addictive process. Whether you know, mine wasn't monetary. Mine wasn't uh, a monetary addiction, but there's doctors out here and doctors and lawyers and you know um very rich people that's why they're rich because mm -hmm. they're that that's that's what drives them so any deviant behavior on this on the side of uh monetary recoupment i'm doing it right you know and and that's because the end goal is that yeah mm -hmm. instead of you know doing the right thing as yeah. long as you can look like you're doing the right thing and get what you right. want. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of the deception. Um, but, the, but the thing that is so surprising to me is, well, you know, with my daughter, she was, you know, this sweet little kid and then she turned into <laughs> a monster. Yeah. And now she's her sweet self again. So yeah. I, mm -hmm. you know, the way that it just takes over your brain and but turns see, you well, into a different but, person, but, but then you can the, come back to who you were. But that's the difference. You take someone, uh, a hospital administrator, 
His, his, uh, my driving point was, uh, um, drugs and alcohol. Take the drugs and alcohol away and take all the chaos away. And I can just revert back to who, who I was because I've severed that, that want, that need, that addiction, that fuel and everything like that. You take a hospital administrator and you take everything from him and have him go live in a log cabin, he's not going to be that same individual because he's not, it's not the same kind of experience that, that M and I went through. Um, it's, it's more so a uh, negative, you know, every single day that, you're living a lie. You just can't share it because you can't, because you can't get away from it. You don't want to own it and you have to embrace it, you know, fully knowing uh, that, that the individual who I am today was the individual that was out there. Right. Uh, you w with, with money or something other than that, your, 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 um, I mean, I, I don't know because I don't have a whole hell of a lot of money, but I'm not driven every single day thinking that I'm doing the right thing for monetary gain. And that's what they think they're doing. They, they don't, well, I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of them that are just deviant, but there's a lot of people out there that are driven by the almighty dollar that think that they're doing the right thing because they're providing a service for someone else. Right. You know, which is sort of why we've gotten to where we are in yeah. healthcare. Yeah. That and the fact that it's just, you know, it's, it's very expensive to take care of people the way that we do. It is. It's mm -hmm. very expensive. Yeah. But why? Um, equipment. Okay. rules that you have to follow documentation just you know the medical yeah, but, records alone cost billions of dollars because they have to be electronic but they they really you know this thing i have in my hand is only worth the value that i say it is right 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 uh it's a little speaker jack um it's probably I, I, it probably costs uh three bucks um but it does, it provides us, it provides a service. It provides a, a, you know, the opportunity to be able to plug in uh, multiple headphone jacks. Now, this will never change. The service of, of uh, will never change. Why does it cost five times as much now for the same service, for the same tooth that was pulled five years ago. Well, because They're now still you, doing have, the same thing. you have hired the physician. He, he now works for your facility, your hospital. Mm -hmm. um, you have to pay your nurses and, and other, you know, paraprofessional people more. Mm -hmm. um, the equipment costs more. Everything is exponentially more. You have requirements of, you know, changing things. Right. Frequently. I mean, no, I, I mean, I, I, I get I mean, all that. I'm just saying it that it seems that the know, service is not as good, but it costs. More. No, it's not. And, and, and I get all that. But but the thing is, is the bottom line is, is a tooth that was pulled no, I agree. 10 I years agree. ago cost 85 bucks where the same exact service today costs 380. Right. And it's like, well, what happened? 
you know, nothing changed. You, the guy's probably still using the same, the same equipment. Right. You know, uh, I mean, I get that, you know, there's more people in the cost value and insurance and, you know, insurance drives everything yes, up. It does. But it, there's, there's no way that um, the services provided to me by uh, the hospital uh, has a value point of where it's at. No, they want to make a profit. Yeah, they well, have to make a profit. A doctor that's came and saw thing. me. A doctor came and saw me twice. Ninety thousand dollars. Right, and the rest of the time you probably saw PAs. Right, like, and, then, and this was and this was no, and this was a hospitalist. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, 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 I don't get it. You know, um, because it's turned into a for-profit business oh it yeah they hang a license on the it wall it didn't used to yeah. be and it's and that's the and same that's the way difference. with and that's the same way with um rehabs oh yeah. you know they hang a license on the wall i mean it, there are people that probably work in there that uh want to do the right thing right. and then who really care but the bottom line is making money yeah and that's the sad part about it i think that's yeah. why some of the you know like the the uh the religious ones and the ones that aren't for profit actually and keep people longer and maybe let them do animal therapy and, you know, oh, work yeah, on a yeah, farm yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I think that yeah. that's better because you create a team. Remember when, yeah. we, when we interviewed the guy that did the teams out in California, they had little teams of guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was it California or Colorado? Somewhere out west. Yeah, I think it was California. And, yeah. you know, that uh -huh. concept really got me because, yeah. you know, that you're in an environment where you have to work with other people yeah, and you mm -hmm. don't have a choice. So, you know, you got to figure out how to do it. And, you know, the, the leadership seemed to be that combination of tough and kind that I think works best, especially among men. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, you know, I, I, in the background, I have the, uh, the football game on and, and some coaches are tough and kind and their teams respond to it well mm -hmm. and they're a winning team and then some coach then they go to a different team and they're you know oh and forever because the team isn't responding to that same yeah. behavior so i think it has a lot to do with um the, the the ebb and flow of who's in there at the time you get if you get um you know we, we used to go into a place here every month and uh, you could tell just by the first five minutes if they were going to if it was going to be a positive response out the door or not right just by the the aura of the room yeah, and five were, off the people right if there were if there were more boo birds in there then it wasn't going to go that great right. yeah but I mean I get you know that's like everything else and and uh if you save one, then I guess you're well ahead of the game. You are. From what they say. So, yeah. You are for sure. Call in and share a little bit about who you are, how you are, especially in this time, and um, be part of the solution. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792 when Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery radio show.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Can you truly expand your possibilities beyond what your normal capabilities are? It's very possible when you can know more, do more, and be more. Tune in each week to Shift Happens with host Karin Weary and co-hosts Ida Serena Lee and John Kennedy. The world is waiting for you to show off your unique gifts. It starts with healing yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Once the scars of our past are gone, we can truly begin to shine. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. listening to miracles in recovery to reach the program today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org now back to this week's show and we are back again for the final segment. Ooh, final segment. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> it always it's, goes fast. Yeah, it does. I mean, this one has been, um, it's taken a little time, I think, because uh, I'm not accustomed to it. So my wheels are spinning more so right. than just relaxing and shooting from the hip. Um, but dial in. We got, uh, we got 15 minutes left. So dial in 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Share a little bit about who you are and um, how you're dealing with all of this stuff that's going on. I mean, you know, the, the most opportune or the, most, the best way to share with an addict who's still suffering is to be vocal. You know, if I walked into a meeting... Today, I'll probably, I mean, what is an, what is a, what does an addict do? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't know I'm, either. 
I'm so far removed from uh, because everything's on Zoom, because every because we're all locked down. How does somebody get help? You know, if somebody's out there and you get the pulse of the street, please, by all means, give us a call and let us know because I have no clue. Like if yeah, somebody I'm calls really in and says, because somebody, how can you go somewhere to a facility to get help yeah. for, you know, addiction issues where you really do need to be in group settings? Yeah. How do you do that with COVID everywhere? Yeah. I mean, you'd have to quarantine them for two weeks. Yeah. I don't know. And you're going to put them somewhere then, by themselves. They'll be escaping out that window. And then you go, you go in and they quarantine. They say, okay, you have to stay. You have to commit for two weeks. You go, okay, cool. And then somebody else comes in the door. So you have to add that time on because you just brought whatever. Yeah. They, I just, I don't see just, how that could no, possibly work. So I, don't, I don't know what they're doing. I don't get it. And um, I have you seen, know, you know, in my groups again, people who are looking for some place uh -huh. to put somebody, you know, who's really maybe we can, trouble. maybe we can get uh, someone on. Um, maybe, we, maybe we, I, I'll go over to uh, Cynthia's place there and see. Yeah. See how if they're handling we it. Well, if we can't set this up in her, uh, in her conference room next week and we'll do the show from, uh, from her facility over there. Okay. You know, and, and that way, I mean, that's somebody hands on. They're actively a, a program just believes so we'll we'll be able to uh find out or anybody else who's listening who works at a facility knows how a f how they deal with all of this covid bull crap uh that's going on um because if someone calls i don't know how or where to direct them right yeah, if somebody calls you and says ellen my uh my kid's a mess and he needs to go somewhere and you go okay yeah we'll call uh that may not be the answer right, right. you know i mean, I mean that, even calling places is difficult because you know it takes forever for yeah. somebody to get on the phone or they don't they aren't taking calls i mean yeah. everything is just uh -huh. so crazy so i don't know that yeah that would be something we need to maybe do a little research on and see how yeah. in the world are they handling that yeah how the how the world is operating with the uh with the addict in need yeah. I mean, we already know how they're operating with the one who isn't in need. Mm -hmm. They just shun them. You right. know? <laughs> but, but, uh, but, I mean, yeah. think about it. There aren't any live meetings. If you're, when, when my mother was in the hospital in June, I could not stay with her, which I normally do because she doesn't know what's going on. Um, I had, they had to take my temperature when they would allow me to be in. I was the only person that could go see her. Right. And, you know, it's just weird. So imagine an addict, somebody who's been, who's, who knows yeah. where he's yeah. been exposed to who knows who, Yeah, because they don't, they don't care in that no. moment. Um, how does that work? I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and you yeah. would think that those types of places, just like the nursing homes and everywhere else where people are close together would become COVID hotspots. Yeah, no, I mean, by all means, I, 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 and, and you don't, you don't hear, and I don't necessarily know if because they're, I don't want to say private programs, but they're, it, it's not uh, public knowledge of what's going on in all of these facilities nationwide. Um, if they have to even report uh, an outbreak like that. Oh, I would think they do. You think so? Oh, yeah. All of that stuff has to go to the CDC. But it's all bullshit. I know, but <laughs> I agree, but, you know. I did have a couple of friends that got really sick. Oh, no, I, I, I mean, I get but it. But as many people do with the flu or other yeah. illnesses that you get, I don't know. I don't know. I think 
there's just not enough information in there. No, way too you, much hysteria. Because you stop, like, what, what, you know, it, it, we, you can run the whole what ifs here. I'm due to get out in two days. And all of a sudden the place uh, goes on lockdown. I'm stuck there yeah. for two more weeks. So my insurance company has to pay for two more weeks. Well, or am I on my own? You're probably on your own. Well, then, no, I'm not, because I want to leave. And if this place is holding me hostage, I'm on their ticket. No, they probably say you have to go quarantine at home or whatever. Yeah. That's probably what would yeah, happen. Yeah, so they're they still throwing people out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the same thing at the halfway houses. Think of that. You're yeah. going to take this one in and that one in. It's been who knows where, and they're got yeah, roommates. And, oh, my goodness. I just It's not a good situation at all. No, it's not. All, all the way around. Even, even for people who, um, you know, have a, like you said, your mother, you, you know, you couldn't go see her or you were the only one that could go see yeah, her. And and I how couldn't many... spend the night. And, yeah. Well, I've got kind of a funny story. She didn't see a lot of doctors when she was there, but one morning at five 30, she woke up and there was a man sitting on the little sofa in her room, typing on a laptop. He looks up and says, Oh, you're awake. And she said, yeah. And he said, do you want to live? And she said, I don't know. <laughs> no, she was like, well, yes. You know, wondering why he's asking her this question, you uh -huh. know, thinking that maybe she was hallucinating or something. And then he said, okay, we'll do everything we can to save you. It was, he was trying to find out if she wanted to do not resuscitate. Oh, okay. But he did not he didn't state say it that it, way. Right? Yeah. And it scared her to death. Yeah. And she still, when I got there at nine o'clock, which was when they would let me in, she told me this story. And so I asked, I called the patient advocate and I said, what in the world was this? Did it really happen? And they said, oh, this is Dr. So-and-so. That's just the way he is. Yeah. Um, but that's crazy how, how people, uh, um, don't always don't always get the word out the way that it should be do you want to live yeah it should be i mean do you want to know uh are you interested DNA? in having yeah, 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 not yeah. Resuscitate do you want to live question instead and this, do you poor want to this poor lady just wakes up out of yeah you know, an old 91 year old lady who's you know yeah it, it was that was weird <laughs> that's that's the kind of stuff that goes on it was quite interesting they did you know as i said take my temperature every yeah. day they were throwing somebody out whose temperature they had just taken even though she swore she wasn't sick so yeah knows? yeah but i mean she but she's okay and she wasn't she didn't uh get covid sick or anything no no yeah no they have a you know even in this tiny little country hospital they have a covid area and I don't know. I could how, go on and on and on. How bad, was it? How and bad on. was it out there? Um, they've had some cases. Initially, they were handful type or hundreds. No, or they're, they've got a lot. Thousands, now. yeah. They've got a lot. They've got a college there. Oh, that's right. That's so right. They've got a lot. Yeah. But initially, it was people that were coming in from up north, and that made them mad. And so they were <laughs> blocking the roads and had cops there not letting people in with license plates from out of state. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, they tried doing that here. They were stopping know, people on I 95. Know. I mean, this is the insanity yeah. that we've been living in. Yeah. And, and then they returned the favor to us when once we got, once we got um, New York, New York couldn't wait. And as we to, can see, it's profit-driven. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. profit-driven. Yeah. All of it. So it's... 
I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that we're back on the air and all of this stuff. It's just that we're in a we're in a, a world where I had a, a firm grasp of understanding on if someone called me and said, hey, I need help. I knew step one, two, three. Right. Today, I don't. And that's been thrown out. I mean, so. I, I, it, I would still give them step one, two, three um, to and, and the individual who is on the other end would be able to fill in all the blanks for what's going on here today. But I don't think that uh, an addict seeking recovery today um, has as many options as he had in January. Oh, no. Yeah. <coughs> we don't know. But we don't they, know. No, no, they have as many options as they had. They don't have treatment options. Yeah, they don't have the option to go to someone for help. But it, I mean, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you healed yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the programs yourself. were just, uh, you know, a, a port in a storm, actually. Yeah. 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 You something in your mind said, I don't want to be this way. Uh, or yeah, I want to be. Point. Enough's yeah, enough. I, I, yeah. I, I want to be something else. I want to be somewhere else. And that worked for you yeah. as it works for many people. And Millions. honestly, I would love to see statistics on how many people, I mean, you see the, the grim, you know, only 10% recover, but I, it's more than that. No, it's more than that. I think it's, it's a lot that. more than that. Yeah. I mean, I was, and you know, these are people statistically, who, and like I've always said, um, you know, the, these facilities and, and recovery is, is a hundred percent successful. Mm. I'm the one that makes the determination of it's successful in me or right. not. So it's not, it's not about what you're reading and what you're reading in a book and what this facility is, is giving you. It's how I'm accepting it or not accepting it is, is where the, is where the issue is. And it took countless times in order for me to be able to get out of my own way enough uh, and reach my saturation point of not not dwelling in swill because I was comfortable doing that. I was okay doing that. You know, I, I became a an ex, I accepted being a second class citizen. Um, it was it was all the other stuff that was going around inside me. You know that that I said enough's enough. It is 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 death that much better than what, how I'm living is um, getting out of my own way going to be more successful than doing what I'm doing now? And that answer was yes. No, that answer was I don't know. But it was, it was one that I was willing to give a try to. And, you know, I'm grateful today that, that I did because, you know, I, my life is second to none. You know, and, and at the beginning, I said, you know, I can relate to somebody who wanted to drive into a, a, a street pole. That ain't me today, you know. And um, so we've brought this this hour pretty much full circle. And uh, I'm sharing a little bit of gratitude that uh, hopefully, God willing, we'll still be here next week and we'll still be sharing the same message. And what is that message? With miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Have a good evening. It was great to be back. Stay blessed, folks. Good night, everybody.
thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.